got an argument with my daughter, which is, if you know one of my daughters, that's pretty common. This mic don't work. This one don't work. Uh -uh. Here's the green one. Here, here's the black one. Well, is it working? Yes, it's working. Do you know that? Yeah. I Do you know that? Just turn it on. Okay. Test. Hey. We gotta figure out what's going on there. All right. I, I want everybody to get ready for it. We're going to do testimony, and I'm going to ask someone to leave testimony service here in a second. Um, is that okay? All right. Anyhow, my daughter told me I need to get a life. Your daughter told you that? Yes. This one? No. Oh. <laughs> um, now this was a while back um, I made my daughter, one of my stepdaughters mad Aaliyah and she said Luke you need to get a lot I like that yeah I think that should be our new saying get a lot I mean I'm serious how many times have you heard somebody ever tell you or heard somebody tell someone hey you need to get a lot I mean we all have heard it right so there's good news in that. They're not being mean. Think about it. They're telling you to get Jesus. And here's what I mean. 1 John chapter 5, verse 12, he says that he that has the Son has life. He that has the Son has life. And he that has not the Son has not life. Amen. So when somebody tells you to get alive because they're making you mad because you're aggravating them too much, and I'm known to aggravate people, believe it or not. When they tell you to get alive, tell them. You know, it feels good. I can tell you, Pastor Jeff, get alive. Man, and that should be a compliment. I have a life. I have a life because I was reborn again. Amen. I have a life because I gave my life to Jesus. There are so many people out here walking around do not understand why there is blood on the cross, why that blood has done for them, what has been nailed on the cross, what Jesus has done for them. There's so many out there that does not have a life, and when you don't have a life in Jesus, you might as well just slap Him and say, you died for me for nothing. That's right. I have a life in Jesus, and I thank God for that. I have a life. And you know what? We overcame Him through the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. So you know what? We need to get excited. I don't know about you, but I have a life. I have a life. So when somebody tells you to get a life and you truly have Jesus in your heart, you tell them, I'm a born again. I'm a child of God. Come on. I have victory in Jesus. Amen. So you know what? That devil, he can't touch me because I have a life because Christ died for me. Yes. And because Christ died for him, it allowed me, the old man, to die to resurrect a new life in yes. him. I have a life in Jesus. Amen. 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 Alright, I wasn't trying to preach here. But anyways, I'm going to ask my wife to lead testimony service. She didn't know that I was going to do this, but I did. So... Deidre, would you come up here and lead testimony service? <laughs>
giving you the look. Yeah. She does, but she'll get over it. I can say that because I have a life. <laughs> okay, Lord, forgive me. Don't get over it. I'm sorry. I just want to say I love the Lord today. Grateful to be here tonight. Grateful for everything that the Lord has given to me. He has blessed me so much throughout the years. He has blessed me with eight wonderful kids. One which is fixing to turn 20 years old here in a few days. Wow. Just praise the Lord. I made it through that. <laughs> but he's good. You know, I mean, I, I was facing some things last week that, you know, we were kind of worried about how they were going to turn out. But, you know, everything turned out great. Everything turned out good. Yes. You know, just believing on the Word of God. You know, I was I shared a scripture with uh, a couple of the people last week. You know, can't remember it for word for word, but talking about how basically when we're weak, we're strong. Yes. You know, and uh, when our weakness, the glory of God shows through us. You know, and I was thinking back of all the times whenever you know I thought I was so weak. You know, I was at one point I was a single mom raising five kids on my own, and you know I felt very weak. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but you know, the the strength of God showed through. He got me through it. He got me through everything. And, you know, never struggled once with anything, you know, thanks to Him and Him carrying me through it. And I just want to say I love the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to share their testimony? You know, I love the Lord tonight and, I, and I've been, as they say, on this way in this way a long time, 49 years, I believe. I've seen a lot of things happen over the years. And I thank God that He's a God that He preserves us and He keeps us. Yes. Like you think about a, an old jar of strawberry preserves or whatever pickles. There's good. ingredients in that that preserves those and they'll last for years and many, many years. If they're stored in the right place and they're done correctly. That's how God's word is. We look into the word of God, and we, we we trust in Him and His word, and we apply it to our lives and our heart, and we abide in Him. His word abides in us, and we're going to be preserved yes. for many many years, yeah. and then for eternity when we go to the place called heaven. So I thank God. That he's had His hand on me. Not perfect. Never been perfect. Never will be perfect. But He's the God that touches my heart and I know whenever I need to repent. It's like old David in the Bible, you know, he had a heart after God. He had a repentant heart. Yes. The church is every day we need a repentant heart. Amen. Yes. Because the enemy is working harder than he's ever worked. And I can sit through all the years that I've been saved, I can see a difference in that sister. That he is working and pulling harder. Yes. And I'll tell you what I was gonna be a young person in these days. Uh-huh. Not at all. It was hard enough when I was growing up. I was going to be a teenager. Yeah. I thank God I'm where I'm at. And I thank God that He's coming and He's going to be saved. Yeah. yeah, so I was thinking, um, you know, the devil will try to use, he'll try to turn things around. Oh, he will. Or, you know, mess with our mind. I know whenever my daughter, whenever she was uh, two and a half years old, I believe. She had already struggled so much since, I mean, the day she was born. I mean, she really been through a lot, and she came through another thing in her life. You know, and the devil really started working on me, you know. 
why is God letting this happen to your child? Why is, you know, two years, and this is all she's been through, sickness and surgeries and hospitals and, you know, all this and that and everything. I was really mad, you know, and I had to really stop and talk to God, you know, and I finally I said, okay, we need to sit down, we need to talk, <laughs> you know, but then whenever I went in and seen her after her surgery, you know, I'm so glad that I'm, you know, able to, able to kind of separate things, you know, and whenever I went in to see her after her surgery, God told me she's mine, she's going to be okay. You know, but I couldn't see that at first. You know, the devil was trying to really work on yeah. me. You know, I mean, I was really starting to question my whole Christianity, my whole walk with God. Why? You know, but then I just realized it was the work of the devil. God has a plan for her. He's got something for her to do. The devil's trying to stop it. Has since the time she was born. You know, so I just, you know, it's very true. We really have to be careful. This is something else I want to say. You even brought up that it made me think about my journey. At that birthday, there was a whole week there that I was struggling with peace. I said, Why, Lord, why? You know, I was like you, I just really wondered why. And God reminded me of the of the the young man that was born blind and how the mom and dad came to Jesus and they said, Well, you know, why was he born blind? And and Jesus told him that my glory would be manifested. So we never go through anything. Never experience anything. How can the glory of God be manifested? It can man be manifested in the knowledge that God gave doctors, but also it can be manifested in creating miracles. In miracles, and sometimes it's not just when we think it ought to be. Sometimes we have to be patient and wait. It's three years where I seen a complete miracle in my things. But I thank God that He gave me patience to wait. Regardless of what the doctors said, He gave me faith to believe. I need to be thankful. I've been going through some stuff that I've just been to the point of giving up. I don't care anymore. I'm angry and mad. I'm frustrated. I'm going to hurt things. I'm going to hurt people. You know, and I'm just, I come here tonight and I listen to you guys and I cried out to God before you got up Lord, I need help. I need a place, I need I need a church, I need friends. And sitting here tonight, I have to say I repent for all of that because he answered that prayer. I got a church She never hesitates to talk. 
You know, and I thank God for people like that in our lives that we can go to and get that godly counsel that can cut to the heart of a matter and tell you the truth but still love you. We need, everybody needs people like that in their lives. And, you know, and I, I, I thank God for Carla. I really do. Because I, when I called her yesterday morning and asked her to call me back because she was busy, you know, I, we have this little phrase that we say to each other, and, it's, and the phrase is, I'm on the ledge. And we both know, if she said that to me, I know there's things going on with her that we need to deal with right now. Same with me. If I say it, she knows. So she called me back yesterday afternoon, and I was talking to her about some stuff, and I mean, she cut right to the heart of the matter. I mean, cut right to the heart of it. And in her, in the wisdom that God gave her, she helped me to find the answer to the situation. Okay? And so I say all that to say this. So this morning I was reading, and I was reading in 2 Samuel, chapter 22. And starting with the 17th verse, it says, He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity. Now this is what I want you to get. But the Lord was my support. Yes. The Lord is our support. Amen. When are we going to get that? The Lord is our support. I mean, when are we going to get that? He's our support. He's our help. He's our counselor. He's our healer. He's, he's everything. But too many times, we don't go to him. We try to work it out ourselves, and every time we do, we make a mess out of it. Exactly. And then the Lord says, if you would just have listened to me, it would have been dealt with already. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'll tell you what. There are times in my life that I've had the picture of God standing in heaven, listening to me and just putting his hands up, you know, like parents do, putting their hands on his hips and shaking his head and saying, child, when are you going to listen to me? When are you?
Deidre always shows a very strong character on the outside. And she is a very, one of the strongest women I ever know. You know. And I thank God for her and everything. But I thank God mostly because He healed her. I really believe that day when we was praying, I believe God healed her and allowed us to have a good report. Amen. And I mean, she's doing better and everything else. And I thank God for what God is doing.
I've got three pair of reading glasses at home, and I've got all of them at home. that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke feller, and help those women who labor with me in the gospel. With with Clement also and other my fellow laborers, those names are in the book of life. And now verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. So in other words, we're, we're supposed to rejoice and then we'll rejoice again. We should be praising the Lord. We should be rejoicing for what He's done for us. Yeah. Each and every day. Yes. Now I'm sure, I'm sure that most, most of us here, we have some troubles. We have some problems. We have pain. Pretty much. And I could go on and on and on about that, but I'm not going to. You, you see, Philippians 4.4 4 says, this one verse is from the pen of one who knew about trouble. Come on. Now that man had trouble. Uh -huh. He had a thorn in the side and everything else. If anyone has ever had trouble or problems, it was the Apostle Paul. Amen. I mean, he would go into town barely escaping with his life, yes. being stoned, yes. in prison. That's right. Beaten. That's right. All these things happened to him, but yet he was able to say, Rejoice in the Lord always. Yes. Again, I say, Rejoice. That's Amen. right. Come on. Because he felt, now remember, Paul at one time was Saul of Tarsus. Uh -huh. Before his uh, meeting with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And as it was, he was blind. <laughs> I mean, the Lord slayed him. But do you, do you remember that story? He knew exactly who it was yes, that did. did it. Yeah, yes, he, he recognized the voice. Well, he oh, recognized power. the voice and he said, you know, I can't remember, what will I do, Lord, or something like that. But anyways, he recognized the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Yeah. And he knew then things were never going to yeah. be the same. Yeah. And that's the way we should look at salvation. Yes. Wow. That on, things man. will never be the same ever yes. again. Yes. This day, come right on, here. Pastor. We're yes. never going to have this day again. That's right, yes. Pastor. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In a little while, this day will be history. Right. Because that's the way God set it up.
you read now if you read the whole book of Philippi or Philippians it was to the church of Philippi something will jump out at you the whole theme of the book of Philippians is rejoicing Hallelujah. Yes, Come on. Amen. Amen. Yes. The form of the word rejoice appears at least six times in this letter to the Philippi church. Uh-huh. Come on. Paul remember what it was all about. Think about it. Rejoicing in the Lord always. I mean, he went through some stuff, but you know what? He never let him get him down. That's right. Because he knew who had who had his back. Yes, amen. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. He uh -huh. had the back yes. of Paul, and he was going to make sure that things were going to get done. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Now I want to I want to take a few minutes here and look at rejoicing. How are some words used to describe rejoicing or rejoice? Now what I said, remember I said there's six times the word rejoice or derivative of that word rejoice appears six times in the letter in, to the Philippian church. Having joy. A source or cause of delight. Delight yourself in the Lord always. Praise the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord always. Having pleasure. A state of gratification, just like we had in our testimony service. Amen. Expressing gladness, pleased, satisfied, grateful. Yes. Being delighted, which means extreme satisfaction. There we go. Sometimes my mouth doesn't want to move with my lips or something. <laughs> Circumstances change 
day by day. Lord. 
okay? Where the, where the hand of the Lord. And guess what? We are secure in His grip. Yes. No one, no one can take you out of that grip. Come on. That's right. But yourselves. That's right. Our future for all eternity, if we keep our minds and eyes upon Jesus Christ, it's assured. If you don't think your names is written in the book of the book of life now up in glory, you better spend some time in prayer and Amen. make sure your name is written in the book of life. Amen. Because if your name is not there, well. Not going to be too nice. You see, I have an everlasting relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Like I said, at night I just talk to Him like I'm talking now. I said, well, Lord, another day's down the drain. <laughs> Literally, because it's usually after my shower. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, the light's gone. Okay, here we go. When should we rejoice? Always. Come on. Always. Come on. There's never a time that we shouldn't take joy in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And guess what? I consider that a commandment. That's right. Come and we on. need to do it. Praise Him daily. Come on. Every moment. We should rejoice even when we consider the past. That's right. And we'll go on that one. They were all rubbish compared to knowing Jesus Christ. Now, I had a rough childhood and teenagers. Got saved when I was 23. I did some things I weren't very proud of. But you know what? 2 Corinthians 5.17 came in. Old things are passed away. Yeah. Behold, all things become new. Yes. Wow. I'm a new creature in Christ. I, I, you know what? Every day I pray that prayer. I want to make sure I stay a new creature in Jesus yes. Christ. Amen. Because I'll tell you what. There are some parts of this old man's shell that I don't want hanging around. in his past. Yeah. 
Now, I have some things in my past I don't usually want to talk about. So. They were all rubbish compared to knowing Jesus Christ. Your past is junk. That's right. Yes. Compared yes. to what you have now in relationship yes. with Jesus Christ. That's right. Whatever Amen, you Pastor. did in the past before you were saved is now junk. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. It's junk. Pure and simple. That's right. Amen. You know, you need to drive it down to the landfill where all the other junk's at. Amen. Pastor. Get a shotgun beer that fast. That's right. Break it. It's junk. Pure, simple junk. We're bringing it back up. Amen. Love it. You see, at the moment Paul wrote this letter on rejoicing, he was locked up. He was locked up. He was just got, not just locked up, but he was also in chains. Wow, think about that. In prison in Rome. Wow.
You see, with this, your present circumstances cannot negate what you have and what you are in Jesus Christ. Right. I am saved in Jesus Christ. Amen. Gave my heart to the Lord in 1976. Had some rough patches over the years. God knows and He's on the throne. He's got my back. Yes. He's got this church's back. Yes, Amen. Yes. He says we should rejoice even when we face an unknown future. We don't know what tomorrow's going to happen what tomorrow is going to happen. We don't know. Things are going to happen. Stumbling blocks are going to be in the way. But you keep your hand in Jesus' hand, he'll see you through it. Paul said he hadn't gotten to where he wanted to be. But he was going to forget what was past and strain towards the future. Yes. The prize God had called him to do. Yes. None of us have arrived at that yet. None of us know what's ahead. I don't know what you guys are going to face tomorrow, the day after, the day after. You don't know what I'm going to face tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Come on. But we do know one thing for sure. An audience with our Lord and Savior will end that journey. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Now, can you find a reason to rejoice? Yes. You may have to dig down a little bit and find something to hold on to. But you have to rejoice in the Lord. You see, rejoicing has its roots, and that is with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to end with this. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Come on. Come on, give me a good Thank you, Jesus. So in closing. The Lord is good. And we do have reasons to rejoice. So if there's anybody tonight that needs prayer for whatever purpose, for whatever reason, it's the time for prayer.